Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Team Hive, Hive Mind Podcast, episode 24. I'm your host, James Denton, and as we regularly do, we talk about uh, Warhammer 40k and everything else in between, hobby, competitive, and whatever comes to our mind, including little nuggets of old hammer, old old world that's what it's called uh to keep simone interested as he's yeah. desperate for that to reappear um yeah. all information our discord our facebook our events all the uh links to that will be in the uh event uh episode description we also have our element games affiliate link which will also be there as well uh today we are delightfully joined by mitch beard who is not only the host of the sister acts podcast he's also king of ninth edition sisters winning the uktc for them and he's also a member of iceland wtc hello mitch thank you for the generous introduction hello great to meet you <laughs> hello james um is it's there anything fun. else that people might know you for or know you from no, I think yeah. that's about it. I think You've that's covered about it. it. That's, more that's, about more <laughs> that's more than enough. That's more than enough. That's more than enough. And today I'm I a happy boy. I talk about one thing a lot. <laughs> one thing a lot. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. Consistency is key. Um, also, as you can hear, I'm joined by Simone, who is a giddy schoolgirl in the background. Oh, um, big time. <laughs> very excited for today. Um, so, kicking it straight off, as we always do, we're going to head straight into looking at hobby progress and sort of what have people done uh, the two of us since the last episode and sort of uh, what has Mitch been up to hobby wise uh, adding two more immolators and three exorcists because everyone loves a bit of indirect with heavy and plus one to hit when we it's wounded like anymore, man. Uh, we don't like it anymore <laughs> so um, Simone have you done much hobbying I haven't actually quite, quite, yeah no I've been playing more than doing hobby which is still hobby in that a way, so yeah. preparing for the RTT uh, that we got on the 19th. So cooking some sisters' lists, so I'm quite happy with that. I don't know if I can fit more than 30 Arcoflagellant, but I'll do my Not best. <laughs> Not legally, but hey, yo, people don't I mean, know. put 40 on the table, <laughs> see if anyone notices. Um, exactly, exactly. So, so maybe I might do some touching there and there yeah. to some of them. Nice. You know, they are my trademark now, the... Arc of Flag. I was playing them in ninth, so come on, I can I can carry yeah. the flag. Now they are good. So uh, <laughs> exactly there. So but other than that, not really. So yeah, no. I play on our TTS RTT. So yeah. yeah. So lots of secret hobbying. Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um Mitch, what about yourself? What sort of hobby things have you done recently? So I I enjoy the hobby aspect of 40K, but I'm in a place in my life with like a pretty tough job and I've got the family uh, and I like to get like good reps in on TTS to kind of keep the skills tight for WTC and other things. So I am a forced hobbyist. I enjoy it, but I'm time poor. So I am hobbying on whatever I think I need for the next event. So I just got over my, oh God, I have to paint 30 Arcoflagellants in like three weeks, which pretty much broke me. So I took a bit of a break. Um, but, but after getting over that, I have picked up my second castigator and she is in assembly right now. So that's oh, nice. Project. nice. Yeah. So you're just a very organized hobbyist. Very focused. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't have any sacrosins and then I had 30 sacrosins and I didn't have any arcoflagellants and then I had 30 arcoflagellants. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of how my collection grows in big jumps oh. at once. Yeah. You yeah, need so three castigators on that. Uh, everything's yeah. done as like a rock, rocky movie montage um, for you for, for getting <laughs> things ready. For, 
All, all love or to nothing. See the cut off. Yeah, all or nothing. Um, That's it. I have right. done zero models, zero painting. Um, I have been playing more with the laser engraver, and I've managed to get an image of my dog cut onto not anyone other than Mitch and Simone can see it. It is on the Discord picture cut into thing so i'm slowly learning that also built new fdm printer printing more terrain for our events which is good fun Ooh. and i also managed to play against uh tomic uh with uh from contact lost um on tts because it's great for that uh and he's in our rtt he on is in our, yep both him and uh, joker are um we played last night I played against his death guard with space walls for the second time i played uh lowry who's also coming to our in real life event uh on the 19th of november so i actually nice. enjoyed space wolves um they're a little bit silly um three wolf and mm. dreadnought as i explained to you before the podcast simone when they mm. charge and fight it's a bit funny um you know just casually doing d3 plus three mortal wounds each um yeah, every time they fight wound. yeah five too many mortal wound there but hey yo, we, we don't talk about thought? that tonight an entire yeah. army having advance and charge would be a problem um mm. but other than that yeah no so lots of very similar sort of aspects of more playing the game than hobbying the game i guess um, nice. So Simone, it's question time for you. Yeah, so I got my two question. You write, you did write only one, but anyway. So yeah. first question, Mitch, how did you Hello. get into the hobby? So I go back a ways with the hobby. The first time I ever remember seeing a Warhammer model, I was in summer camp, and I couldn't have been more than nine or ten years old, and I watched. Yeah. A, a cool 12 year old bring out some <laughs> models which were were space marines of course they just look like amazing like you know space gun dudes when you're nine of course and some other ki- cool 12 year old brought out some orcs and they were just like moving around on the floor of the summer camp i'm sure they oh, were nice. following three percent of the rules but i was just <laughs> transfixed by the idea of these little models and playing game with them and so when i was a little older and i got into it myself um I went to the game store, my local little game store. Like I was in the magic scene, like yeah, as a okay. 13 year old. So it was on the wall and I was like, Hey, like, I kind of want to play this. Like, you know, talk to me about it. You know, I kind of, these memories come back and they're walking me through the factions and here's the space Marines and here's the elves and here's the dark elves. And you know, here's all nice. the, here's the Tyranids. And there was like a few models off in the corner that were like all metal. Like even back then they were <laughs> right. All metal and underloved. And I was like, what are these? He's like, Oh, these are like, this is a battle they're like nuns in space but they have guns and i was like oh that sounds incredible he's like no you don't want to you don't want to do them they're expensive they don't have a lot of models and the rules are terrible and no one plays and i'm like stop stop you couldn't sell me any harder on this so like even at that age i was a contrarian bought into the sisters uh and i've kind of been playing them ever since i had a brief phase where i thought jumping out of a rhino and shooting things with bolters is fun what if I jumped out of a devilfish and shot things with pulse rifles? So I played like right. the fish of fury list when I was a kid to do right. the, the exact same thing, but a different army sold that <laughs> crap off. That was a huge mistake. And it's been pure <laughs> sisters ever since played to oh, about wow. fifth, took a break, came back in eight. Like many people do males do in their thirties, remembering their yeah. childhood with more disposable income. So I kind of yep. joined with that crew and I've been playing, you know, since whenever that was 2017, 2018, basically. Yeah. Nice. Oh wow, that's pretty good. So, so you've been playing when you were in the US, and then yeah, 
you yeah, move over I, and take it back when you were here or yeah exactly when i was playing the us i you know i i picked it up again as a you know a thing to do again like with with my free time right here's an activity that's not a screen how cool is that um but i yeah. wasn't i didn't really know what i was doing like my first ever event of any size was the Nova Open. I think like 2018 oh. Nova Open. I'd oh, wow. never done okay. an RTT. So I walk <laughs> into like a giant hotel and I remember walking in and hearing two guys chatting casually about Bane Blades. And I was like, never before have I been in a space where people are casually talking about Bane Blades. Like I have found my people. And that was kind of what got me into the, the competitive side of the scene from then on. I feel at home here. <laughs> this is my place. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. This doesn't <laughs> usually happen. Yeah. So. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. So how, how did you find the difference of playing in the US and playing in the UK, if there is any difference? Uh, so in the US, I played two Nova Opens, and I played the 2020 uh, LVO and mm. a couple of RTTs. I really only got, like, serious enough to be good in the uk so my opinion is a little bit biased but i would say that from my experience the uk scene feels like more ca like casually competitive okay. like the average mid-table player in the uk is gonna play on a clock they're gonna know their rules pretty tight there's not gonna be like baseline arguments and you're gonna play a tight honest but like very tough game with with each other and that's kind of a baseline expectation okay. i found in the us it's not quite the same that you might get more clock aversion for example with the left with someone who's like going who's maybe a two and two which you would never see in the uk scene so i think there's okay. a little more casualness in the mid but at the top end, the U.S. is still obviously phenomenal. Like if you walk into yeah, a lot yeah. of war game, that's not going to be a, a fun one. Well, not an easy one anyway. So yeah. uh, the other okay. big difference I found is the U.S. is a huge country. So yeah. it's very regional. The U.K. is not a big country. Compact. And long distances here are jokes to an American. Like, oh, my God, a three-hour drive. Yeah, sure. That's like, you know, the grocery store. So you get to see all the same people. So I feel like the community is pretty tight because you get lots of chances to hook up with the same groups, um, which I really enjoy too. So yeah, I just love it here. It's a great scene. Oh, brilliant. And how did you get into WTC and the Iceland team? I mean, American, UK, why Iceland? Yeah. Is it because it's halfway through and or for other reasons? It averages out? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> My wife did a huge career switch and she started studying basically old Norse myth and religion uh, in okay. her like late twenties. So and early thirties. So we moved to Iceland in 2017 so she could start that whole new phase in her career. So we were there for two oh, years while cool. she got a master's degree. Yeah. And so we're there. It's cold. It's dark. Not a lot to do. <laughs> what do you do? Play nerdy games indoors with friends. So I, I kind of met all those guys. Uh, while I was living in Iceland, the scene was really young then too. Like it was very nascent. There was like one guy named Heather who was quite good and everyone else is really new. And right. so I was like pretty good. So I just like pasted him. <laughs> and like, <laughs> like I was near the top of the scene because it was so, like, I got to play Yoka in one of his first ever games of 40K, who is a, a phenomenally good, like team Ignite world-class player. And I pasted him and he always <laughs> thought I was so good not knowing that they kept getting better, right, that whole time. So when they finally put together a team, they invited me on as a coach to help coach the team. They nice. had a drop three days before list lock. 
So they were like, <laughs> we need you to play. So I threw together a sister's list with literally no reps in the matter. I was like, this is roughly right. Um, and then kind of walked in cult to the team, played first defender. I don't know, maybe five of the seven rounds, uh, okay. you know, got punched in the face a bunch, but I had a great time. Uh, and then I got invited back for a second year, um, you know, off the back of that. So that's been kind of my icing experience. It's been great. It's been fun. That's, that's very cool. And so I've been listening to your podcast for quite a while now. So I started playing Sister two and a half, three years ago. So since then, I started listening to your podcast. And uh, what I really enjoyed, it was your progression as a competitive player that did oh, come thank you. through it from the podcast. And, yeah. uh, and the focus, and I mean, listening to some of your episodes now is way different. I'm sure if we listen back I to imagine. some of the elements. And, and yeah. that's very interesting because that, that, that proves that faction specialists, which we've been banging on and on on this, ep- yeah. on this podcast for quite a while with different uh, guests as well, is really important. And getting the reps in, getting the focus, getting the, 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 the attention to the detail on particular faction, is, it does pay back. Yeah. It does bring up the miles. I mean, you got king of nine for sisters so that says a lot so uh, that's pretty really good they're really, really interesting to 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 see it so now it comes my second question which is what is your least favorite faction in 40k hmm. uh i mean it's it's gotta be tau <laughs> it's gotta be tau like i said it was a mistake to a the childhood team. mistake uh <laughs> It's just not bounceable. Either they are too good and you hate playing them because they shoot you off the table, or they are bad and you wreck them because you know how to handle guns. Like, a good player knows how to handle a gun line. So either they're a crappy gun line you beat, or they're a fast, dangerous gun line you lose to, and that's just no fun. I've I've never enjoyed a Tau game, not once in my life. They've always (laughs) been slogs. Even with great opponents, they're just not intrinsically enjoyable versus the 40k for me. So, there you go, Tau. Yeah. I think that was... For me, it was the release in ninth edition was what really put me on edge with them because it was like, yeah. oh, cool. So you're just going to sit behind a wall and shoot me 4,000 times and my 20-foot knight is going to fall over to effectively a pea shooter and there's nothing I can do. And then you hide behind the wall. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, Up until that point, I was all right with Tau and then they got the ninth edition codex and I learned to well, hate the thing them is, properly. Well, the, the um, thing you Overwatch was right so them painful to work around. <laughs> like, you have to work so yeah, hard. start of 9 yeah. until they got the codex. Like, I've been but shot the again. Is actually oh. Tau is In my movement phase. 85% uh, like of the time now. is the answer um, to that question. Yeah. I, I do feel sorry for them. Quite Because I find it quite interesting, conversely, that World Eaters, which are you know pure melee specialists, are not hated in the same way. Yeah. But I feel they're easier to balance because... If you're at least allowed to kill them slightly before they table you, you you know you feel a bit vindicated. Whereas Tau is, as you said, either one or the other. Either they do nothing to you, and they're a wet noodle, or they just obliterate you, and you sort of feel a bit um, sort of handcuffed to do nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Uh, like melee stuff's gonna die. Like they're gonna get into you. They're gonna kill mm. stuff. You're gonna kill stuff. Like you're okay. You're right. In shooting, you might just die, especially verse indirect, and then you're like, huh. Guess I'm dead. So yeah, yeah. Tau. And I think that was yeah. I think that was again what um, upset people with Cult of Bile in Ninth Edition, where it was 
oh cool, I finally got into combat and then you still killed me um, after you fought. <laughs> yeah, that was a cool mechanic. <laughs> it was... I. I mean, sisters yeah. were okay with it, but a lot of factions did mm. not like their combat units yeah. dying. Again, yeah. Wolfen, uh, I ran Space Wolves for quite a while of it. So for me, it was I played against a guy who was trying to run them competitively. He had the, the Cult of Bile Flamer build, so I decided to bring suppressors that meant no overwatch for you. And also had Wolfen to show you what proper fight on death was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was not a very nice game. Um but it was I loved the fact that they brought it out just after they took it away from Dark Harlequins. Yes. That book needed so many nerves. Oh, it was, it's it's always Eldar. It's it's either they are dreadful, very middling, or about three hundred percent overtuned. Like they're never just yeah. good. <laughs> so I- there was a brief moment where I thought about Eldar being the faction that I like the least, but I don't think I can blame all the players and the faction for their current 10th edition incarnation. Like, they've been okay in the past. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think the biggest problem with... I mean, I currently run Eldar um, because I've had them since 3rd edition. Because, um, like, they're very much over Not a bandwagoner, I promise. Yeah. No, um, I, oh, I still run my original Falcon, so we're fine from 1997. Um, which is the current model, right? Which is still the current model. Yeah. <laughs> you can still buy the same model from in 1997. Um, it's they feel very much like they should feel, but the problem is they're just too good at it. So when playing them, yeah. it feels like an Eldar army. It's just the problem is you are just punching your poor opponent into the ground. But I feel the, the the I mean, looking at the meta, I don't know how much you look at like the meta Mondays and things like that that was on Reddit, but the percentages are leveling off and the number of top placings are leveling off, which is nice to see that there is a bit more balance theoretically. Um, either that or the Eldar players have forgot to go that weekend. I don't know um, what the the one is on that one. Um, so, I mean, some, some, <laughs> so they're yeah. real good though. Like they are in my head, Eldar should be the glass cannon army, right? Like mm. imperfectly used, like a scalpel, you'll destroy your opponent. But if imperfectly mm-hmm. used, you'll fall apart. And Ninth Edition Eldar mm. did that really, really well. And Absolutely. Eldar Sisters Ninth was a chess match, and I loved those games mm. as much as any matchup. Now it's more like I got to get out of jail free. It's like, well, I'm out of position. Whoops, not anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, it... you're out of position. Whoops, I'll move again. Like, it's yeah, feels the opposite. I... I did play Simone recently on TTS so he could practice his lists for the RTT, bearing in mind we know there are probably likely to be some Eldar players because people that have signed up have played Eldar before. Yeah. So I played my Eldar list and, uh, yeah, two castigators died turn one um, and it it was horrible from then on. Um, Again, he still scored well. Um, (laughs) Simone has been resurrected. Fucking hell, my internet I... connection just abandoned me like that. <laughs> in the worst moment ever. Oh. Anyway, well, right, we're, we're slamming towel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was the peak of the episode there. <laughs> the so worst time to, you know, when you can't complain flipping, about something. Flipping, yeah. Anyway, I'm yeah. back. We, we were I just miss? talking about um, <laughs> Eldar feel fun, as long okay. as you're playing against them. And yep. then we were talking about our game on TTS, um, yes. where, you know... Yeah, I didn't like uh, that. 
No. Um, I think it's winnable. I think the Elder Match is winnable for Sisters, but you have to yes. check into it a little bit, and that's worth yeah. doing if you want to win yeah. an event. Yeah. And it, it, it's, I think, which is what comes up a lot, is that uh, the... And I think this works really well for teams, probably, is the, the rock, paper, scissor sort of analogy is much more evident now where some matchups you can tech for and then you might really skew yourself against you know say a high skill uh sort of gatekeeping world eaters player or um something sort of similar um sort of uh, chaos space marines for example who yeah. you know if you're not quite ready for it they just run at you and everything seems to kill you really well yeah, um, that's kind. That's kind of the beauty, to be honest. The, mm. the the game is not fully balanced at all. But at the same time, it's not impossible. No, every matchup yeah. does have a play. There is exactly. some hope. Which I is like much... this. Yeah, I quite like much... the state of the game. Mm. There are more difficult games than easier game, yeah. easier faction than others to play. But mm. overall, it's enjoyable. Yeah, we will come back to this towards the end. But I think it's because mm. I I dropped out and came back for ninth. The start of ninth was a much more wonky th- affair six months in, partly because COVID, I think, just took its toll, than we already are now for 10th, mm. like not even six months in, which is quite impressive. Yeah. Um, I sort of think that there's stuff being done. Um, but, you know, as Simone will tell me off otherwise, uh, sort of the state of play for today is um, Sisters. Yeah, as we do have Mitch is. here with us. <laughs> it is. I, uh, if you want to talk something else, you can. I'll just sit quietly uh, in the corner. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you just tell us how sisters beat it. It's fine. Um, yeah. So, start of tenth edition. I sort of I I played because uh, we were testing out our tenth edition terrain to give you some context. Uh, context, Mitch, um, because we wanted to change it, make sure it was balanced, make sure it was fair. I played uh, Dom, who was on our podcast. Uh, last week who is um you know the dedicated anti-meta man who will take anything that's bad and try and do well with it um and he ran sisters um you know quite happily even though people were telling and he owns enough armies to do other things even though people were telling him you're trash i played pre any nerf eldar into sisters um and that was interesting um poor morven val and i think some silly number somewhere between six and nine paragon warsuits walking up to the avatar and tickling him a bit um when he when he was like 280 points um i mean this this was literally i think it was a week after the release of the edition so it was it was a ninth edition event with a 10th edition tag on testing just to to give a bit of context uh dom's rams trash tier army but doing well with them yeah so (laughs) pre-data pre-data went four and one LGT we uh we sister before data slate and now yeah. it's you know just to give you a bit of context so yeah <laughs> yeah he doesn't go Norton five and go I'm still gonna play my yeah, admin yeah, yeah. Um, he actually does well <laughs> um so sisters strangely enough at the start of tenth weren't amazingly popular however um I don't know if you saw the weird spike. Uh, where sisters towards the start of tenth had a sixty percent win rate one week in the UK. That was our fault. That was our fault. Uh, oh merit. Yeah. Oh merit. <laughs> that was when like three people went to an event and all did well with them. That it was, was our us. event. Yeah. It was us. Yeah. That was literally our event. So that was quite funny. Um so aside from that, obviously their win rate wasn't amazing. However, now um since the data slate, 
the popularity has sort of grown quite uh, substantially for the faction yeah. again. Why do you think that is? So, let's pull this apart. Their popularity actually hasn't gone up very much since the data slate yet. If you look at the most recent um, like stat check rankings, they're still pulling like 1% of the meta, which is as low as I've ever seen it for sisters. Mm. Like typically they're in like the three, four, five percents of the meta, like yep. more like five, maybe six when Bloody Rose is really good and like, you know, three-ish <laughs> when you have to figure it out for yourself. Um, so th the meta rep is still really low. However, mm. I'm assuming it's because all those good sisters players are spending their sweet time painting Arco Flagellants and it's going to come up when we get there. Uh, but why are we doing better than we have? Um, before the data slate, sisters maybe had one or two four and one performances at GTs, like period worldwide. We've now seen at least three, I think four, five and oh runs with sisters. Um, you know, mm -hmm. three of us went four and one at LGT a couple of weeks ago. So definitely they're getting better. Um, if you want to ask why, look, we all got 150 to 200 points in our list, which is nice. Um, the big meta busters, you know, went down a couple of notches. Um, the, the meta busters that are left, which is still Eldar and probably CSM, we match up into decently. Like we're good at roasting elves and we're perfectly fine trading into combat armies. So we have game. And I think most importantly, they took away dev wounds. Like our whole yeah. faction identity mm -hmm. was like one wound, fairly hard to kill models. <laughs> and then dev wounds was like, guess what? Not <laughs> into this profile, which is the only gun everyone is taking. Fixing dev wounds I think was the biggest thing. Yeah. 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 Again, I'm really glad they fixed Dev Wounds. Um, primarily because I love the Wraith Knight. Uh, I wish I could still play him, but that sort of thing into things like Sisters, Orcs, and stuff like that, where it was 56 mortal wounds casually because it was funny, was a little bit abusive. Um, I died. Yeah. I, yeah I mean, generally it was okay, <laughs> but against Sisters, it was a bit mean. Um, so. No, carry on, carry on. Oh, okay. Um, so do you think that there is hidden depth still to the sisters index, or do you think it is pretty much solved at this point? Because the data slate literally just hit points, didn't it? It's super not solved. I, yeah. Like, if you had asked me before Tampa if the sisters meta would solve, I would say all of the players who I know who are very, very good are converging on like a couple of flavors of list archetype. And then, you know, this guy, Jeff Kolodner wanders into <laughs> Tampa and goes eight, no crushing the art of war players with a list that we all thought was terrible. Was like, we all thought hell. it was just absolute garbage. And then he just destroyed everyone with it. And I was like, well, I got to reevaluate that belief. So, you know, I don't think it's solved at all. I still don't understand that list. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, I, I interviewed the guy for two hours and I still like can't, <laughs> I haven't internalized his truths yet. So I don't think mm -hmm. we're solved as men at all. And if someone can do that at Tampa, what's the next list that's going to come out that we haven't mm -hmm. really thought about? Um, and that's the beauty yeah. of it because yeah, the point dropped. However, the, the mechanic of the faction index wise hasn't changed. The combo that yep. everyone using now with the battle sister dialogues and Palatine and Triumph, it's always been there since day one, but just coming out now. Arcoflagellant, yeah, we kind of guessed they were great, but we were, initially we were playing them in small unit of three until we realized actually getting through 10 or 30 is, is much more fun. Well, not for 
the opponent. And um, not with your <laughs> film, <laughs> pain rolling, no. And no, we know my <laughs> film, pain rolling, exactly. Um, so and that's, I believe, the, the very interesting part where everyone would say they were trash. But I don't think that the point sorts them out. Yeah, 10% is a good in, it's good yeah. decrease. You get more stuff in it. But we're not winning because we got 10% point model on the table more. The combo are still the same. So I think, yeah. and the people, as you said, the people that are winning with it, they're all faction specialists. There is no yeah. people jumping in. It's not, I believe it's still not a fun, it's never been, but more now than ever before. It's not a function that you just jump on it, you buy the model and you win. It's not a pay to win army for sure. And 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 that's very, a very interesting side of it, I think. I, I think there was a point in ninth when secondaries were quite nice for them. Um, well, <laughs> yes, but still it was yeah. a very fragile army. Was, you can oh, play yeah. around it. Mm. I mean defend the shrine at the time it was telling you where you were focusing so people okay oh, yeah. it wasn't it was quite easy to defend the shrine but however <laughs> it, you were focusing yeah. your eye and usually the repentia nest was right behind it but you can kind of tell your opponent your game plan you're, te- yeah, you're telegraphing what you're doing uh, much okay. like if you take fix now it's like i'm taking bring it down and assassinate oh i, I think you might try and kill my vehicles I, um I, so yeah is that, and I also never believe do that. that. Never take assassinate as sisters. Like they just will hide their characters. Yeah. Like oh, okay, <laughs> done. <laughs> yeah. What What is change? And Mitch, I'd like to know what you think about it. Is the play style from nine edition to tenth, and possibly at the beginning, not many players were ready for it. Yeah, I mean, I think I just want to make a point on the last one because I think it'll play nicely into your question. I think what happened early in 10th is we all got excited. We broke out our indexes. We tried to play sisters and everyone got disappointed because retributors were bad and repentance yeah. were bad and Saxons were bad and yeah. all the units we liked were bad. And so like, what are we even doing here? And so a lot of the players, even the faction specialists that I knew kind of were pretty disappointed and like not keen to try sisters really honestly after those early couple or like weeks of the yeah, edition. Yeah. Then the data slate hit. A lot of enthusiasm came back into the game and a lot of the faction specialists picked up the faction were like, you know what? I'm excited to do this again. And I mm. feel like a lot of the innovation happened after the data slate because people were motivated to do it. And that's when we quote unquote found the battle sister dialogus palatine trick. And like, we found the arcoflagellant, like, and we found that the triumph is supposed to be a bully unit, not a backfield buffer unit. Like yeah. we found out a lot of these things um, because the energy was there. I suspect what's going to happen now. Prediction. Right now, the faction specialists are winning. The top players are going to come around, like the world top players, and they're going to start picking up sisters and pulling home the 5-0 and O's the event wins. I can tell you Vic VJ is bringing sisters to Coventry. I don't think that's an accident. I think he's seen what some people have done with it, and is now like, oh, well, if I can go win a super with them, mm-hmm. I'm interested enough to do it, right? So I think we'll start to see that change now. Yeah. Um, he... He is definitely not someone that accidentally takes Thousand Sons and Flamers to Coventry last year because it <laughs> yeah. would be an interesting choice. Um, ironically, he, we, he's our, our next guest next time, so we can probably ask him about how he found sisters uh, at Very Coventry. Cool. Um, so we'll be able to talk about that then. Um, and sort of, uh, we can actually ask him, what, what you know, made you take sisters? Um, and see what we go with that. So... But you're, you still believe there is hidden depth that's going to be discovered? Because um, I assume Coventry lists are now open. Yes. I hope so. 
or else I yeah. just out a dick. But I'm pretty sure they're open. Now. <laughs> yeah. I think they are because one of our friends is going and he knows his pairing. I so was fairly going, certain. Yeah. I was um, going through list earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a friend and a friend of mine got paired to sister, mm. so I was oh. going through the so, run through. <laughs> do you bad think information so yeah. the sisters player would win? Right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's the old point. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how many people, because again, that you know, the the classic. I've seen a list that does well, i.e., Tampa. Um, I'm going to take that, and I should do well as well. I'll be interested to see how many of those Tampa lists, as you said, Mitch. It it makes no sense to you, and you're not sure why it worked. Um, wholly, other than it won eight games. Um, do you think that that sort of list was just someone came up with something that was? very against the grain in terms of this is the meta this doesn't do what the meta expects or is it just someone that was a very good pilot of that list or a combination so having talked to jeff a lot about this Mm. which is to be released this week that episode on sister act uh i think he had played infinity reps with his incarnation of his list like i asked him what about the triumph like you could do this and swap in the triumph he's like you know what i'd love to but i don't have many reps with the triumph and like i'd want to play something i know better so i think he just knew not the faction but his list insides now backwards and forwards and so that combined with the fact that i think everyone had sisters in d tier when the few people in the know knew that sisters were probably like somewhere in the middle if not upper middle of a tier if built or played properly i think that caught people off guard and people underestimated what Jeff was able to do with a faction he with a list, not just actually knew so so well. And then if you look at his three Art of War games, and we talked about them as well, I think also, this is not in any way detriment to his caliber as a player, but I think he had mission advantage onto at least two of them. When he played Quentin's Elves and when he played uh Jack Harpster's um uh World Eaters to win the event, he had matchup advantage. He had board advantage. Now, that doesn't mean you automatically beat an Art of War player. Let's be clear. He played Absolutely. phenomenally well. <laughs> he took, he levered that to the hilt because he knew how. And I think mm. that just caught people off guard. So I think yeah. he just knew exactly what he was doing and he played it perfectly well. I don't think he has the Optimal Sisters list. Like, I think it's an offbeat, fun variant. I like mine more. I mean, of course I do. But like, <laughs> I want to see what he would do with my list, right? Like, I want to see him take that to the next level as well. But that is what makes a fun index. Or yeah, a, a fun yeah, codex yeah. or a fun whatever it ends up being because you know and when and we'll talk about it in a bit you know the sister codex comes out there's six detachments probably somewhere between five and seven if we go statistically or six. and you know, <laughs> basically he's got seven i'm sure uh, i don't know how they're going to come up with six imperial knights uh, detachments but what will be the most fun and you know space marines seems to have done it quite well tyranids to an aspect is that yeah not everyone has gone i'm taking iron storm or gladius or storm lance or whatever the tyranid ones are called um vanguard something and i think that is a really healthy thing um because that's there and that's nice that with the sisters index um because you can do it with the Eldar Index, but everything's good, so it sort of a little bit demeans the idea yeah. of it. Um, but with the Sisters Index, the fact that there are multiple options does prove Finally. <laughs> Finally, because we've been playing Bloody Rose for ages. I mm. mean, I, I did refuse at some point to play Bloody Rose because I had enough. Yeah. And then I started... Were you not playing Evan Chalice? No, I was playing... No the martyr lady oh, martyr lady that was it martyr yeah. lady so uh, 
because I had enough of playing Brady Rose. <laughs> it was I mean, I, I, I took Arjun Shroud and Valorous Heart to four one finishes and like pretty yeah. high placings in UKTC. Like they were other orders, uh, but but not many people did. Uh, and everyone else was still on Buddy Rose. So I don't think they got the respect they were owed in ninth edition. No, the worth. problem is they were at a good alternative, but they weren't as good. <laughs> yeah. I, because as soon as I stopped playing Martyr and Lady and I went to an RTT uh, with Bloody Rose, I, I was top table, almost winning the RTT. <laughs> you know, it, 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 the, the gap was so much, and I'm, I was still the same player. But literally, from one week at an event, the couple of weeks later another event and changed the list from Martyr and Lady, which I was playing it for a year. And Bloody yeah. Rose, I didn't play Bloody Rose for more than a year. As soon as I took them, I, I noticed that, that the power was so different. And and that's kind of making it a little bit boring. Yeah. I mean I I said this on Art of War Down Under recently. I'm excited for the Sisters book because our current detachment rule the strats are great they're phenomenal set of strats but our attachment rule is terrible like it's basically if you remember the bookkeeping it's a little bit advantage but it doesn't change what you take and it doesn't change how you play in any way so by from a game design perspective that is just terrible game design like it has no impact on what you do except the the pips on your dice right Um, occasionally imagine if we got a good one Imagine if we got yeah. a good one, what would happen, we'll, right? Yeah, we'll come on to that in a bit. But, you yeah. know, occasionally you look down at your two. dice and you go, oh, I hit on a two. Ha, huh, I don't have to pick those up. Um, no, no, yeah. you, usually usually what happens is two turns down, you're mm. like, oh, shit, I was meant to have a plus one to hit on the unit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we always is... forget, without thinking even yeah. the plus one to wound. Because, yeah. you know, in a faction, usually when you get shot, die doesn't really happen that often even if you get the plus one to wound okay if you're a vehicle it makes sense but otherwise it's yeah yeah Yeah. um so in terms of the index um just out of curiosity are there any units that uh, whether it's rules wise whether it's um like the rules are too good too bad um, or just like you know, exorcists indirect with heavy and ignores cover, um, like thematically how they run on the table now that you will just refuse to use, whether it's you know a personal standpoint of hating indirect or anything else in between. Is there anything at the moment that you're just like I can't take that? Uh, I mean, if the unit's bad on the table, I won't take it. But like that's mm. the only reason. Like, let's be clear, I play one faction. Like, yeah. I can't. I've already massively artificially restricted <laughs> what I can do in a 40k event, right? Like I, I will never place better than the, than the sisters could potentially place, right? If I start yep. restricting inside that restriction, mm. like it's like I'm not even being serious. Nice, I want to huh? get the sisters to the best possible place they can be with whatever mm. it takes. Like I had to paint up 30 freaking criminals, you know, to play this <laughs> next iteration of sisters and leave my holy martyrs at home in a box. But I did it, mm. you know, because I want to win games. Yeah. yeah. I never have such a little amount of power armor in my sister army as in Agreed. the last few months. It's mad, isn't it? Agreed. The only thing is I'm happy because I'm playing my uh, Mortifier and Penitent yeah, Engine. Yeah. I'm running just, free and free. And play Jess Tempolis, 30 Battle Sisters. Woo! That still <laughs> works, apparently. Of course. So is there any unit that you're, I suppose, that you all, you're just disappointed by like is there any unit you look in the index and you go 
I can't see a place for that in my list. Uh, so I think there's two. Top of the leagues for me are the Retributor, which for two editions has been a holy terror. And you know mm. what? You should have units which are powerful and scary and faction-defining. Like, that's fine. And the Meltagun was our faction-defining weapon, and they are just mm. absolute garbage. And the fact yep. the Retributor is such a garbage unit now just is really upsetting to me. Like, mm. I, you know, a lot of what I perceived as a faction identity in ninth is gone, and that's sad, which is below stuff up with Melticons. Strength 9 is, like, they just completely missed the design boat on that. Uh, and the other one is actually the Celestian Sacrosanct, which took, like, four... Like, she was a fine data sheet and a gorgeous model. Like, Sister with Giant Spear and <laughs> and Shield is just so cool. And then they're like, you know what, this unit, which kind of sees some play sometimes, it needs, like, four nerfs. It needs, like, less attacks, less AP, less strength, We'll take away what we now call sustained hits. Oh, and we'll take away its two-up save, too. We'll just literally make them terrible in every way. And the <laughs> fact that I have 30 of these girls, and they oh. are a million miles away from the tabletop, is just very sad. So those are my two picks. So I, I, I think this... Give so, them two-up, baby. I, they need a two-up back. They, they do. They do. The Magify would give it, but then it's another character. We already have enough characters around it. Yeah. I think with the Palatine and the Little Leads, they do have a little bit of a play because yeah. they are they they are kind <laughs> they are kind of another small hammer next to the to the Arc of Flagellant, uh, but it's a bit of an investment in cost. Hundred thirty point plus the Palatine fifty points. So you know it's a bit yeah. too um, much, yeah. but they uh, might tw- have twenty a attacks, play. three lethal hits. Woo. <laughs> Yeah. And also, Arco yeah, yeah. I get that. Arco go, haha, feel no pain, cool. Uh, dev wins, yeah, cool. Sacrosants go, haha, dev wins are oh, crap, um, and just fall over. Um, yeah, so I, th- I think that's the trade on them. Yeah, My, Melter, I find is is a, it's like they, particularly for uh, almost specifically for retributors, because Imperial Knights, their thermal lance is strength twelve. Fair enough. It's a ten foot long melter weapon. Sort of makes sense. It's quite mm. strong. I I sort of feel like sisters purely for the fact that the retributor is so iconic that their their melter could have been better, even if it was just it was twenty four inch range or it was strength ten or something. Whether it, like the eradicators get the reroll well, we wounds. The flamer is better in sister. The flamer is very yeah. He's plus one strength compared mm. to other flamer in the yeah. army. So yeah, we would get but the same treatment. E- e- either something similar to the eradicators who have reroll wounds <laughs> against a vehicle or a monster, or it being just, I mean, strength ten's not an amazing breakpoint, but just something like that would have been nice. Or even it's range twenty four, and it's strength ten. Um, that would see, help I, at least. Yeah, yeah. It, it would at least them. be nice. <laughs> it's even coming. worse. It, if, <laughs> if they were strength 10 and I wanted mm. to run them because I was like, oh, maybe strength 10 is the solve. It's not. But let's say no, it was. No. Then you would come out of strategic reserves and remember that it's 18-inch range, so you're never getting melted shots yeah. uh, coming out of reserves. And you'd be re-disappointed yeah. all over again. There's layers of disappointment I have yet yeah. to even properly uncover on this unit. <laughs> and, yeah. And, yeah. And digest to the <laughs> yeah because the problem now with the unit is is unless they and I doubt they will because generally across every other faction you know has access to las cannons and you know and if stuff above strength ten 
Melter has a place. It has sort of an identity almost. Um, because like the Eradicators are really good anti sort of heavy infantry. Um, you know, Fugan has a strength 14 melt, uh, 14 melter, so he's fine. Um, doesn't totally count. Totally balanced. Um, <laughs> um the elder player. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he's, yeah, okay. Oh, he's ridiculous. been playing since third. Don't worry. It's okay. It's fine. It's okay. No, Fugan, yeah. is, Fugan is hilariously bonkers for his points cost. Um, but at least it's like the first time the guy's been good for like ever. Um, yeah, it doesn't justify that. But I totally does. Um, <laughs> but I feel, yeah, I just, I don't know what they're going to do for the sisters because I can't foresee so, them changing the melter. But, it, no. you know, is it going to be 10 point retributors with multi melters? Like, it becomes, well, a point it becomes silly. No, the thing is, the retributor coming out of an emulator when they get the full reroll to wound. It makes them slightly better. However, yeah. when they come out from an emulator, they usually die from Overwatch, so that they don't yeah. get to shoot. <laughs> That's the next layer of disappointment I didn't even yeah. bring up. Yeah. So, would potentially then, rather than rather than strength ten, would very similar to what the Death Guard Mephitic uh, Blight Haulers got, which is plus one to wound on its multi melters against vehicle and monster. Would that be something? That would yeah. Be fine. Do I you would think take rerolls. I would take plus one. I would take anything better than just <laughs> flat strength nine. And they don't have access to rerolls except for the emulator, right? Which yeah. is doubling yeah. the points cost of the unit. Just yeah, mm. so. yeah, just just for rerolls. So, do you think that would make them even remotely playable with a plus one to wound though? Probably. I mean, like I see what six multi melters do with full hit and wound rolls from Morven Vol's unit. Like they yeah. they do stuff. They hurt things. Yeah. You know, they'll land two, three melter shots on T10, which is often enough with Miracle Dice. Um, yeah. So that would probably help. But mm. I, I got to be honest, I can take a Battle Sister squad, put a Palatine and a Dialogus on it next to the Triumph. <laughs> it does the and same so, thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does so like if you put eight, re- mm. if you put Retribute as an emulator, eight shots, four hits with rerolls, you get about two wounds. That one multi from the Battle Sister squad is also two wounds. <laughs> like, and it's protected <laughs> by a bunch of bodies, and every damage mm. roll is an automatic mm. six. Like, come on, get out yeah. of here. Get out. Yeah. So let's let's look at the positive at the positive side though. So those mm-hmm. ones were the two negative factions, yeah. the one that you didn't like. What are the two that you really liked from um, oh. the index? You're gonna make me pick two. And what, and, <laughs> and why they are arcofragilant? Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna go with uh, the arcofragilant is just ridiculous. Like people. <laughs> So here's what people do. They look at the data sheet and they think two things, both of which are wrong. First, they think, oh, it's not that tough. It's T3 and it has no armor save. I bet they die quickly. That's the first thing they think that's wrong. And the yeah. second thing they think that's wrong is, oh man, that looks like a lot of attacks. I bet they really shred stuff, which is also wrong because what they are is tough little bastards, which don't die. And they yeah. flail away forever, having a merry old time, not dying. And people think they're there to kill. I mean, They'll kill elves, but they're not meant to kill stuff. They're meant to just be places for too long. And I love them. Yeah. It, it's a case of, do you have a four-up save or worse? We'll probably kill you eventually. Do you have a two-up save? We'll tickle you nope. for ages, but you won't do yeah. anything to us either. Um, 
Yeah. They'll so get three if you had... they'll tear them down, but it takes a while. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a time thing. <laughs> not, not as quick as it look when you see six attacks per model. It's when, yeah, it's yeah. when, it's when you, especially like TTS, where you just see the stack of dice building. You're like, oh Christ. And then it's like, yeah, that's uh, uh, four saves, uh, please. <laughs> oh, out of sixty attacks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean they four saves, but then you make mm. the saves. That's the problem, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. And then some. Some people think this is absolutely right. Some people think I'm nuts. I almost never use the six attack trick because it forces right. the weapons to be hazardous. And then every roll of one kills a guy. If their job is to yeah. stand there not dying, why would you give your opponent the benefit of having them die quicker? Like, just, just, have, them bit, just have them sit there. Flail away. Yeah, Simone. that's true. Simone, yeah. when, when we've done the six attack thing on TTS, were you rolling the hazardous checks? Yeah, I was. Oh, you I was. Okay. I'm not fucking <laughs> They're real good <laughs> if you on. forget. Yeah. Get, get, get out of here. Move on. <laughs> I... I missed that. Role. I played. I played CSM for WTC because it's what the team needed, um, and I don't like to admit it. But boy, one thing it taught me was how often CSM players will forget to roll their pack tests. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, do it right. every time. Did you take a pack test? Oh, sorry. Mm. Every yeah. time. Uh, it's when people like. I also have CSM, and it's it's running the Forge Fiend because people have asked you know me to play them. And it's like you run the Forge Fiend and then you get to the end of its activation. You go to do the next thing and then you're like, oh, no, I've got to take three hazardous tests and my pack test. Um, which, you know, is the difference between nothing happening or it probably dying. Um, damage, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just, bang. Oh, never mind. Um, so if is there another unit that you think... Because um, force multipliers are amazing for armies for just doing more than the data sheet says it should yeah. does sisters other than the i mean the triumph probably being the most obvious standout force multiplier is there anything other than the triumph that you would say is a really effective force multiplier it's uh the other key piece in this list i that i think almost every single sisters list is running is that one battle sister unit with the multi melt of the melted gun the dialogus and the palatine standing near the triumph so the trick here, if you haven't heard it, because not everyone has, uh, is because it's got lethal hits, every six to hit is an automatic hit and wound. Because it's got the Dialogus, every miracle dice you use, no matter what the face value is, is automatically a six. And because you're standing near the Triumph, you can use as many as you want. So you take three garbage miracle dice, take them out of your tray, and say that's three lethal hits from the Melt Gun and the Multi Melta. Every failed save is an automatic six or eight damage because you use more trash miracle dice for this. And then the <laughs> then when you're done obliterating something that doesn't have a good inball, and they will, like the Land Raider is hilarious bait because you're like, take three six up saves. I hope you pass two or it's immediately dead. And they're like, but my Land Raider's tough. It's like, not today. And then when you're done killing that Land Raider, by the way, this also works when they shoot, you have a shoot back strat. It works then. It works just efficiently on Overwatch because you're you're just not rolling sixes anyway. So like Overwatching the second Imperial Knight is a real treat when it comes to try to kill you for the first <laughs> two you killed. Mm. And then when the Palatine charges, if you still have the dice, and you do because you're smart and you held back to generate some dice before you did the trick, you just throw five more Miracle Dice out. And she's like, take five flat three damage AP2 saves and five mortals because that's how I roll. And then she kills like four Terminators. And your opponent's like, what unit was that? I'm like, the Battle Sister Squad. Oh. <laughs> but not most of them. It's just these So guys. good. Yeah, and they're OC2. There's only four models that matter, so you have tons of bladed wounds. They're just so shockingly yeah. good. So again, remember, 19 inches away. Just need to be 19. 
Um, they move C. Go mate. for it, man. Because they they'll be yeah, right they... behind the wall next to the midboard <laughs> objective, just waiting for you to play the mission, right? Oh, night spinners. That was the answer. Um, <laughs> I'm really looking forward yeah. to them fixing night spinners. Um, it's going to come. Such a dark um, unit. <sighs> it's it, it, it's the funniest one is the fact that it's one of the few indirect units that follows the rules for indirect, but then it's the dev wounds and everything else. Um, I'm sorry, it's twin linked dev wounds. It follows no rules. Yeah. No, no, it, it, <laughs> does the minus, rules. it does the minus one to hit and doesn't ignore its cover. It's perfectly fine. Uh, yeah, move on, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, poor Marco from our team, his uh, first draw for Coventry was triple night spinner. Um, yeah, he's not sleeping tonight. No, he's, yeah. he's, Bless him. he's a bit sad about it. Bless him. We are all supporting um, him. He'll do well. We do. Yeah, he'll do fine. Um, so there's that tech piece, which is great um, because it's terrifying. <laughs> um, and again, it's what it, I think that's another one of those things that where it's almost like the sleeper sister thing where people are like, oh, yeah. sisters, they're a 44% at the moment sort of win rate. About they're in the fifties. They're, they're like yeah. they're in the Goldilocks zone. They're about fifty. Oh, yeah. yeah, cool. So they've they've gone up a bit since. Oh yeah, Tampa happened. Um, but so they're in that sort of fifty percent sweet pot, which basically, but still, a lot of people still think, much like Admech as well, that it's an easy ride. So there's that sort of tech piece that just suddenly people go, oh crap, that happened. Um, and much where'd my like, midboard oh, yeah. go? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, same thing. Suddenly there's 30 Arco Flagellants who just appeared out of Rhinos in Reserve, and it's, oh, Christ, now I have to deal with that. Simone, cheers. Um, yeah. so, As I was you... at the beginning, they are my trademark. Come on. Now so, everyone using them, but I was using them at the end of Nike. I, I deserve to use them. It's, oh, <laughs> it's, it's that. What was the episode? We have 1% the meta rep. There's no bandwagoning yet. You're fine. No. What exactly. was the episode that we. Uh, the who was it that loved how you pronounced arcoflagellants? Uh, Stephen Box, he loved that was it. it our, yeah, so yeah, that was arcoflagellant. Yeah. yeah, that was that was end of night. <laughs> I'm there not changing fine. it. Nice. I'm not changing. Um, it. I'm Italian. I justify. I can say that. That's right. We now all say it the same way as well. We're just stereotyping it to be the exactly. way. Exactly. It's going to be a voiceover dubbed version of the podcast <laughs> of him. <laughs> so I mean, there are factions that are easier for people to bandwagon onto. Currently, sisters, as we say, are not bad. Wagging, obviously, Eldar. There is, there is still skill because if you fuck up, you do die. Um, but things like traditionally, like custodes, when custodes are good, they're easy to jump on as a faction because they're very good at not dying. Generally, how and easy painted is... them? They're and all sitting on just in your shelf. Just, yeah. Or if you haven't painted them, you just dip them in that tub of gold you have, <laughs> and it's done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have played basically that as a custode list um and not me played against sorry um so how easy do you think it is for people currently to pick up sisters and do well with them because as you said there's some good tricks and tips they're still pretty hard to play um john lennon said this recently that uh sisters reward good 40k fundamentals right now like if you know how to play the game they'll reward you for it Mm. um if they're playing a shooty list, well, you've got a lot of punch in the Arclophagellants. If you're playing a punchy list, well, you've got a lot of shooting in your Exorcists and Castigators and Paragons. and So, like, you kind of have an answer for every kind of list. You just have to know how to use it. Uh, but if you don't, you do just get run over. Like, there are still plenty of one in four, two in three sisters results being turned in because they're not 
that forgiving. Like, you know, if your Paragons come down in the wrong place, they're out of the game, right? If you yeah. don't protect your Arcos at least a little bit, your midboard evaporates, right? If you if you show your tanks too soon, they will evaporate. They're, they're just tanks. They don't have an invul. So unless you play well, you will get hurt pretty quick for a mistake. Um, but again, if you know how to do it, they're just fine. So I actually think they're in a good place, right? Like, in general, if you play badly, you shouldn't be rewarded. And if you play well, mm. you should. And I think sisters are quite that at the moment. So um, they're, they're a bit of a knife edge faction. Like a bit on, yeah. you know, in that sort of, it can go either way each game, which is, you know, yeah, as you say, the perfect balance for a game because walking up to the table and auto winning is fun um, in the sense that it's, you know, there's no reward to it. And, um, you know, it's why I've been bringing out the space walls a bit to try and not play Eldar for a while. Um, this is the fifth episode in a row that you justify yourself for playing Elder and, and keep saying, but I also play Knight, but I also play Space He's going to have to keep doing totally it true. until the next day to sleep, bare minimum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apologize. <laughs> but this is, I, I'm re- ironically, I'm really hoping, because we're, we're, a few of us are going to the Nottingham GT. I'm really hoping the data slate drops before that. <laughs> so in you December? can play the win <laughs> in December, yeah. Yeah. I think so you said it was the, after the New Year. Uh, yeah, so it's the events January the twelfth. So I'm really hoping it oh, just before, be, but yeah. yeah. So it, again, it's very dependent because they they say that uh, GW go yeah, it's about a three month window, and then they keep dropping things early. So I'm fingers crossed for that. Um, so yeah, so it's not something I, I, that I suspect James. What they'll do is they'll time it to after LVO because they don't want to kill the meta uh... just before LVO happens. And that's just one that they respect in their in their release calendar. Yeah, no, that's so. fair. Although they did it yeah. last year, and then LVO just ignored it. So do you think they've learned their lesson, and they're just going to wait? <laughs> uh, I mean, fact, maybe. Because it dropped, uh, Ark of Omens dropped before Nottingham, yeah. and everyone really wanted them to include it because we were sick to death of Thousand Suns and Flamers. Um, and then Nottingham went, no. Um, and that, strange enough, out of a 400-person event, there was something like 40-odd Thousand Suns lists. For, all, all but one of them had nine flamers. <laughs> um, or it was, uh, uh, no, I think it was, what, 18 flamers? Like, they, everyone was running max. The, so was... There was the weird mix, wasn't it, last LVR, where they were using mm. Nephilim, but mm-hmm. with the points of Archivom yeah. something like that. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember exactly, but yeah, yeah, there was but a, it was the weird mix. crossover point. Um, yeah. Oh, I miss Nephilim so much. Anyway, move <laughs> on. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the thing for me that actually, as a random aside, that I've adapted to the most with 10th, I didn't think I would, was starting mm. on zero CP. Yeah, like, I like it. Uh, I like uh, yeah. Having jokes like aside, mm. yeah, jokes aside, Nephilim was fun because sisters were quite strong at the time. But <laughs> to be honest, I may be more fun now yeah. uh, because I, I did like the, the glass cannon sister. Mm very lethal and now we are definitely not lethal and we still die so easily uh, except for a couple of units but now it's, I have to adapt which wasn't easy the playstyle mm. has changed substantially it's more board control in my opinion mm. um, but yeah so sorry Mitch I interrupted oh, you there no, I, I, I think sisters are more fun now than they've ever mm. been like generally yeah. I think it's never been more fun to play sisters I also think it's rarely been more fun to play against sisters so Something which 
not a lot of people admitted to me while I was doing it. But now <laughs> that I'm not playing Repentia, the amount of vitriol <laughs> I get for past Repentia games is extreme. Like, every Marines mm. player is like, oh, I hate those things so much. Yeah. They were way too violent for their points. And I was like, yeah, but you know. Uh, like, yeah. now because we're playing board control, because we can't just hide behind a wall and keep trading off objectives all game and with very little counterplay for a lot of factions, yeah. now I'm out there. Like, you're killing yeah. me slow, but you're pointing guns at me, you're charging me, the game's much more interactive, and I'm having yeah. a blast because I can actually play the table and show you units and not have them die immediately. It's just so much more fun to be charging yeah. everything and, like, all over the board than it used to I be. Agree. So I agree. I love it. I yeah, think I that's, aside from a few outlier circumstances of, you know, um, Eldar, Phantasm, Night Spinners, uh, Tau, Fire and Fade, or Strike and Fade, whatever they call it, like aside from a few outliers like that, um, and some move, shoot, move, 10th does feel much more interactive as an addition than 9th already. Yeah. Um, and I think, because I think that's what put a lot of people off of ninth at certain points in it where it was just like you turn up and you have like, like harlequins being a, a prime example even after all of the nerfs they could play a game where it didn't matter if you were there because they went i'm going to do this secondary and this secondary and just yeah. you know like if you could not yeah, kill absolutely. me too much that'd be great um having said that there are a few secondary still like the probably teleport Toma. The, or any second that you score in your turn. However, they force you to go the center mm. of the table, yeah. so it yeah. makes the interaction yeah. much more mm. possible. Uh, and I like I like the fact of some of those secondaries, like deploy teleport Homer. There's the it's three points for you know to stay relatively safe, yeah, or five yeah. points for a bit of risk, or you yeah. know you're giving yeah. up a unit to score Absolutely. those five points, unless it's a fucking Catan. Tesseract, what? Well, uh, transcendent. That's it with the four up, feel no pain. Yep, that thing can sit in the corner of my board and score you four. Deploy teleport home as return. As long as I don't have to do anything with it, that's fine. Um, that way, yeah, I play. I played the game. Trade. That's yeah, the trade, I, yeah, that was my first game at the last GT I went to. The guy uh, teleported his. I was playing Elder. Teleported his Catan over. It sat there the whole game. He scored twenty points on deploy teleport homers. I was quite happy it just sat there and did nothing else for the whole game. Um, Fair enough. Charge it with Arcos, yeah. baby. Just charge it with Arcos. No problem. <laughs> Sadly, apparently, it was illegal to put those in my list. Um, otherwise, I would. Um, he got, he also scored zero on cleanse. Bless him. Um, it was not the best secondary choice. Um, so, the next bit we're going to come on to um, is looking at the fact that... To my knowledge, there's only a few. There's the revolting, really revoltingly resilient podcast, which is a Death Guard one. There's not Sounds a right. massive amount of uh, faction-specific uh, podcasts, as in yeah. I can think of only one other. So, what was the sort of what's the origin story of the Sister App podcast? Effectively, yeah, I think there's a Necrons one. The Canhammer podcast tries to be a Custodes podcast as much yeah. as Darren can make it so, but, you know, technically they do other <laughs> things. But, yeah, I, there's not a lot. Um, mm. and, and I don't want to, like, brag because I don't enjoy bragging. But I do think probably this <laughs> Sister Act is the most successful of the faction-specific yeah. podcasts. Um, it's the most well-known, definitely. 
I mean, by me. Where, where um, did it come from? Uh, it was, you know, April, May, 2020. Uh, I really liked Warhammer. I was not playing any Warhammer because it was the, you know, the dark times. The fun times. And yeah. so with little else to do but be trapped inside, I um, I decided, like, maybe I'll give this thing a try. But I'll give you the origin story because it's fun. I've only told this a few times, so not probably not that many people heard it. So I go to LVO 2020, right? Like two months before the end times. Um, and we go out to dinner and a buddy of mine, I was like on the best in faction, like discord community. And I knew a bunch of those guys. So I planned to meet up a lot of them while I was there. And one of these guys, Tyler Agee, who's a phenomenal human being, takes me out to the Bacchanalia, like Caesars, like palace, uh, you know, all included buffet. It was like $90. Right. It was like, you know, steak and lobster the whole time. Right. So we go to this thing. <laughs> Uh, and I know just Tyler and he walks in, we sit down next to like a buddy he knows. And so this is table that's got like maybe 12 seatings at it. And, you know, we're going through the steak and the lobster uh, and talking to Tyler and his buddy. And then more buddies of Tyler come and start sitting down. And this weird right. thing happens where these people I've never met sit down, but I start recognizing voices. Uh, <laughs> and I start recognizing more voices. And no joke, this table became the 40k podcast eminence table plus mitch <laughs> it was like a random guy who went 3-3 at lvo that year so you know we had um i'm forgetting all the names now we had the falcon was there uh right. val was there this is during the height of um uh their show like the uh, stats center yeah. it was the stats height of stats so, yeah. there on there uh adam camilleri comes and he's like hanging out he's at the table telling stories um <laughs> Uh, what's his name? The guy who did Bell of Lost Souls for a really long time with a beautiful Southern voice. Ah, um, jeez, oh, Paul Murphy. I... Paul Murphy sits down at the table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like all these guys just sit down at the table, and you know they're introduced themselves to me, and Paul's like, "Hey, hi, my name's Paul," and I'm like, "I know who you are." Like, hi, my name's Mitch. Nice to meet you. So I'm like, I've never been starstruck in my life. Like, I lived in New York. Like, I saw, you know, like I occasionally saw celebrities. Didn't didn't give a damn but at this table with this group of people i was just like holy shit i'm surrounded <laughs> by 40k royalty and so i go back afterwards and i tell my wife this amazing story she's like you realize these are just idiots who bought microphones right like they're not that special and i was like i'm an idiot and we have a microphone and so that that moment combined with the lockdown was kind of the incentive to go do this oh brilliant. so i meet rob on that best in faction discord community i'm like hey i want to start a show does anyone want to go in with me rob's like i'll go in with you little did i know i found this out years later he had just bought like the starter box like he hadn't even painted any sisters yet. he was like yeah let's do it and i'm like this sounds great so we, we like going on this show i've never met rob in person to this day you know we've done 52 episodes now um i know what he looks like as a webcam but i've never seen him in person uh and it's just been a blast so yeah, that's where oh, it came brilliant. from. Sorry, long answer, short question, but it's it's an amusing one. Oh, I think. Perfect story. It's, it's the best kind of question, one that yeah. produces a long what, answer. What what do you what do you think has been your because it's a very it's a faction specific uh, yeah. um, podcast? What has been the weirdest episode that you've done? Something that no other podcast can do. Okay, so Weirdest Episode is actually a series of three episodes. In ninth edition, we did a three-episode series focused exclusively on the Mortifier. Just that one data sheet. Uh, we brought in two people who ran them in different lists, and then a third episode where we recapped it. And we just talked about Mortifier for like six hours, which Brilliant. is... I can't, can't do it. Unless, 
Yeah. Uh, weirdest segment. We we did like a ten minute segment just talking about the mechanics of the the armorium cherub. Like, what is <laughs> what is this flying winged baby? Like, do you shove it into the gun? Is it the ammunition? Is it carrying the ammunition? Do you have to tear its wings off? Does it scream? Like, what is it doing? And it got real weird, real dark, real fast. Probably my favorite. <laughs> single segment of the show um but yeah you can't do this on normal 40k podcast right there's no time Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. well um so simone episode 24 through 30 weird content we can come up with there we go um yeah just pick one unit one data sheet and milk it for six episodes i mean yeah i mean if, marine that's the next like 20 years of content done we'll start with yeah. space marines uh, we'll start with a and we'll just work our way through until we run we'll out be, of... We've got 90 episodes mm. sorted. So. Yeah. And, th- and then by the time we've done those, it will be 15th edition, and we'll just start <laughs> again. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's something that's really cool, is actually having that sort of time to really focus on things. Because, again, when you are... like, This is effectively the most focused, in terms of looking at a faction, talking about a faction episode that we've had. Um, which is quite fun. It's quite nice. Um, so I think it is quite nice to have that latitude um, to look at something in real uh, minutiae of detail. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's quite nice. Um, there, so, there's a dimension to this, which a lot of people will say, because, of course, I, I talked to a lot of Sisters players, and what they'll hmm. say that Sister Act does differently is because a lot of podcasts have to do a lot of breadth, right? They, you know, because that's their goal and there's, yeah. it's easy to find content. What they can't go that deep. And so a lot of competitive good players will use shorthand. They'll say things like board control. They'll say things like pressure or things like presence, or they'll loosely describe the mechanics that they understand intimately for how to play 40K really well. Hmm. I, I got to make, I got to make, you know, I got to squeeze this lemon for way more than that. So if, I, I have to spend a whole episode talking about like how to position Zephyrim and how to combo with like just Zephyrim, for example. But that little detail, because not all the players get it, it opens their eyes to like things you can do and, and yeah. how to think about those kinds of concepts with much more depth. Like Art of War does this, but you pay for it and you watch 50 videos on their premium system, right? <laughs> uh, like yeah. us getting to do this, I think, is a thing which I didn't realize at first, but kind of unlocked during the story of Sister Act that actually a lot of people really enjoy. So I lean into that. Like, I don't mind spending forever talking about something minute because most people weirdly like it. So yeah, yeah. I'm one well, I of think them. it's also <laughs> is one of those things that actually you, you say like the Zephyrin, for example, um, are they the one that move, shoot, move? Or is that the, no, uh, the, the Seraphim. Combat Seraphim. Yeah. The Seraphim Seraphim. and the shooting. Very close. But not you know, not. either unit, it's one of those ones where I could sit and listen about the Seraphim, the Seraphim, um and actually go okay so what units in my army are like that and yeah. what can i learn from that that does that or i know i'm going to play against sisters quite a lot Suddenly, <laughs> you'll know what you know, to do i i know exi- exactly what they do so i think that sort of um like really focused yeah. hyper focused magnification of yeah. things is actually really useful and i think it's something that generally because again, as you say, people are trying to catch the widest net of people. Yeah, that sometimes is lost because you'll get, you know, you watch like a battle report or something, and you get that fleeting moment, like tabletop titans. They'll get a super chat, and they'll go, "Oh yeah, um, da 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 da," and it's like, 
three seconds and they've sort of tried to explain how to deal with think, X, Y, or Z. Yeah, but the thing yeah. needs to be done well, and that's not easy, mm. and, and with no. passion. Because I wouldn't, I mean, I play sister, except, yeah. Are we going to create six Sister Act 2? Just... Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the aim. That's, I'm, I'm making the announcement at the end <laughs> yeah. of the episode. So just a sec. So we're gonna we're gonna we're now gonna create a second channel to be a parody podcast. That, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No plagiarism at all. No. So the, the 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 point is, it needs to be done well, and it's not easy. Yeah. Because I wouldn't spend my time listening to a I don't know a, a dark age or dedicated podcast, for example, if I don't play it, you know, no. something like that. So that's not easy. And one of my favorite episodes, to be honest, I think one of the first I was listening to, I did listen to. So we were middle of lockdown, Drew Curry came out, everyone was, you know, the hot topic was Drew Curry. Strange. And you that, guys yeah. had uh, Curry as a oh, guest. That was such a good show. Yeah. It's such it's a really good a show. guy. We, we, we had so cool. Gary as well. He's such a really good uh, guest. He's so knowledgeable, but also so entertaining. And you guys spend an episode how to beat Drew Curry playing sisters. Yeah. Yep. It was so cool. It was just the, 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 the peak of podcast for 48, in my opinion. I mean, people ask me, how do you come with all this content? I'm like, you know, just the how to beat X faction, I can do 25 times. That's a year's worth <laughs> yeah. of content right there. Yeah. And they keep changing. I could just do how sisters play into X forever with the turnover yeah. of new editions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, turnover of new editions, turnovers of data slate. Ah, so you yeah. listen to episode 25. Well, 26 will explain how to do it against the data slate. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, in the, in the dep- from that episode, I started saying I throw a baby at you because <laughs> which was the cherub. So weird. <laughs> we did retribute it. And since yeah. then, I started saying it too. I throw a baby at you now. And everyone looking at me like my opponent looking at me like, what? What, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Look, I you think... got hit by a baby. Just roll your save, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's because for us, when we first started, we created a very, very detailed Google Doc, really oh, detailed, yeah. really yeah. detailed. Yeah, yeah. Of like outlining. I think we outlined like about the first twenty episodes with like uh, bullet ish, points and yeah. everything. Um, we've stopped that. Um, yeah, it's a shame. It was very OCD. I did enjoy doing it. <laughs> it was yeah. lovely because then we didn't have to think for ages. Um, but I think that's one of the things, if anyone is that listens to this is ever thinking of creating a podcast I, uh, that is Warhammer-focused, I think it's easier to create content than you would think. Um, yeah. You know, don't but don't listen to, you know, Art of War Down Under and think, I can just say exactly what they said for two hours and that it will be a successful podcast. Um, because you know, everyone is they might get everyone is gone. Yeah, we, I mean, I enjoy doing it because I enjoy doing it. I get the opportunity mm. to speak to different people that I usually listen to, like in this case, or with Kari before, or we managed mm. to speak to Nassim, etc. So it is, I mean, yeah. I enjoy it, that's why I do it. And then and if other people yeah. enjoy listening to, yeah. that's a plus. I think one of the things that I've also learned as well from doing it, and I imagine probably Mitch, somewhat similarly, you found is that. The amount of people that will quite willingly go, yeah, we'll come on a podcast. I mean, you've done it for us, so thank oh, you again. Yeah. But oh, everyone yeah. loves doing it. They're like, yeah, sure, I can, I can do the twenty fourth yeah, of November, nice. absolutely. 
It's a people think that these forty k celebrities are like unattainable, like mm-hmm. you know, masters mm-hmm. who like live in a temple on a mountain or something. They're just people that <laughs> like to talk about the game, and they'll say oh, yes most it. of the time. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You know, some might have more restrictive times they can do. Yeah, um, yeah, but that's because, because of life. Um, but yeah, yeah like, we enough. haven't had anyone say no yet, which is you yeah. know lovely. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I think it is one of those things that is people love to talk about. The people that love forty k love to talk about forty k. Yeah, um, and give them an opportunity. They will quite happily talk for an hour and a half um, with you. Um, so. We we had John Lennon do our ninth edition sisters book when it dropped, and I was like, John, you've yeah. got to come do it because he's been on the show before. <laughs> and he was like, I'll do it. It sounds amazing. So uh, we had John come on, and it ended up being two episodes, three hours each. Like we did a six hour review of the of the ninth edition book, and I was like, Well, that's done forever. I'm never getting John back again. I burned a lifetime of John like patience. <laughs> and then and then when the tenth edition next dropped, he was like, Can we do that? Can, can I come back to do it? I was like, Oh my god, yes, of course. <laughs> Oh, oh, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. That's, yeah. that's really, really good. It, it proves that the community overall is mm-hmm. is very open and it's a good community. You you can find the bad apples, yeah. but overall the it's very positive. Yeah. And we all yeah. love this game. We spend so much time playing or thinking about it or yeah. painting or, or whatever. I mean, I'm on the train commuting to London and listening to some podcasts whatever yeah. podcast it is. I'm, you know, in the evening, wife, kids in bed, I'm painting my model, I'm building a list, I'm recording yeah. a flipping podcast, I'm yeah. playing on TTS. So right. someone would call it obsession, yeah, maybe. But mm. overall, it's, it, but it's again, good. It's not crack cocaine or heroin, you know. It's, it, it's, it's, a not, okay. it's, it's a not the worst thing, yeah. you know. <laughs> or worse, scrolling social worse. media forever. Yeah, doom scrolling is yeah, um, which ironically, uh, you know, a bit of ADHD sort ofness is. I do doom scroll a bit. Is when you scroll through and then there's a video about how you should sign up to a service to help you stop doom scrolling. Um, that's always ironically the thing that I'm like, yeah, I need to quit the app so I don't have to sign up for the service. The ad does it for me. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's a weird yeah. loop, but uh, hey, you yeah. take that. And, uh, <laughs> you gotta 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 bring in the segues um and yeah I, I i for me it's i think the explosion of content for 40k like post covid because i like you know again adhd mild super obsessiveness um means that like i've, I've watched and listened to pretty much everything that exists whether i play death guard or sisters or not i've listened to the podcast um because there's content i will consume it and like going from the beginning of ninth to now the amount of information that you can access listen to enjoy is astronomic yeah um, oh yeah that's there and it's the quality like the general quality is amazing um like some of the youtube battle reports are it's lovely that people are doing them um it's uh it, the the production quality on a few of them like tabletop titans and art, art of war uh, vanguard tactics is astronomic like it's so yeah, yeah. so good um and Absolutely, uh, yeah. yeah it's 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 good it's good time to play for the k being absolutely, involved in yeah. so there you go yeah it's... and you know 
turn up to our event on the 19th which people are um <laughs> and I, I mean events like I don't in know. The Southeast, we are spoiled. Oh, it's I ridiculous. mean, we got so many. So I don't know what scared. things are like for yourself, Mitch, where you're located. But like, without traveling for more than an hour, do you have the opportunity to go to many events? But other than I obviously mean, life thing, if you could, I try to attend order like six big tournaments, like weekends away per year. Uh, hmm. Usually, like. Before WTC, that was just, I'd try for six UKTC Super Majors very happily, yeah. and then the occasional RTT here and there. But honestly, my my time budget is Super Majors or Club <laughs> Night on Mondays. Like, the one-day mm -hmm. RTTs are fine, but, like, I get so much less enjoyment out of them than, like, seeing all my friends and, like, getting to mm -hmm. the event and, like, having the time away. You know, it's, it's nice to not have kids jump on you on the Sunday morning. Like, you can just wake up <laughs> on your own time and go to your... In go that hotel. Soldiers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So like that's where I choose to spend my time budget is like Monday night no, with tough. with my mates or or a big super. Mm. There's like nothing between for me, typically. No. So I is that know. a like again? Don't have to disclose location, but is that like a really nice local club that you go to on a Monday? Yeah, so I like mean, a... it's no secret. I live in. I I told you my origin story. Like I I, yeah. I live in Oxford now. So yeah, there's like a there's a there's a good Oxford club uh, with like a good mix of like serious and less serious players like all all types and depending on how good my opponent is i'll either play something silly and fun or play something really hard edged right yeah. um and then maybe That's i'll cool. catch some tts if it's before a big event you know to make sure i mm. i get like some like really hard edge competition every match but yeah that's about it the last sort of major aspect is uh the future for sisters um sure. uh, in the short term we'll sort of talk about the upcoming not that we know anything upcoming data slate that will sorry rear its head sometimes we believe december january february depending on when gw feel it is relevant um and then also um the eventual codex sort of hopes and dreams i guess um sure. you know as vague or as specific as you want to be so in terms of the data slate that you know will come up um what do you hope for um for sisters is there anything at all or do you just want the status quo to remain the same gw has a history of sometimes doing really really big data slates where they just throw the whole game board up the air and see where the pieces <laughs> land and then mm -hmm. what they'll often do is for the one or two days like after that they'll be very like careful with what they touch mm -hmm. obviously it's difficult to predict what gw is going to do but my hope is after honestly i am shocked at how effective the data slate was. Like I saw it and I was like, there's some good stuff in here. I think it's pretty great. But 10th is so bad before data slate. Like surely it's still going to be like at best kind of not terrible. And then actually 10th edition feels amazing. Like I'm shocked they hit it so perfectly, right? Like they threw the chessboard up and like all the pieces landed perfectly where they were supposed to on the table. So I yep. would love for them to do very little. Like give a little love tap to CSM. Give a little love tap to Eldar. Like you could just like for Eldar, you could just like make the spinner more expensive until they actually change the data sheet. Cap Wraith Guard at fives, and they've done like the cap at fives for Desolation Marines. Like cap at fives, and like I think the faction is probably fixed. Like I think mm. that would be fine. Uh, yeah. So little love taps here and there, not a ton. Let the game just be fun for another three months. Like I think sisters are powerful right now, but they're not breaking the bank on anybody. We have a 50, 52% win rate. Yeah. Like leave us the hell alone. Yeah. Leave it alone. 
just fix the two guys at the top, and we'll be just fine as a meta. That's um, my hope. Yeah, I'm. I'm. My hope for Eldar is that the Night Spinner they cap it to one unit per turn can do it. That would be that nice. Is, yeah. Like points wise, yeah, it probably then is okay points wise. Like you could probably still put it to two hundred; it would still be very good. But I think capping it at one would be nice. Um, I would rather they put the points up for Wraith Guard than capped them at five, only because I quite like There's my five in a box, right? There's five um, in a box, right? You get to play five. True. Yeah, yeah. How many Arco Flagellants come in a box? Ten. Ten. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're twenty-five That's mil bases. Tough. These are tiny little flaily <laughs> criminals. Yeah, but they're not big models. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And if you get the starter set or, or whatever it's called, you get three. You get three. And yeah. that's why yeah. the, the, the unit so three is three of ten. Yeah. ten. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. I I just like my Wraith God. Um, <laughs> no I, one I, else I, does, but, man. No, no one no, else it's, does. It, it's, it's also the Wraith Blade. Could be sad if they put those to five, because five of them do nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. I, we're, we're, other, land, oh, no. we're talking about oh. hot tech to kill that damn Wraith Seer. Like, Yep. We're, we're breaking uh, out the condemner bolt guns to kill that thing. Yep. See, the other change I would like is Phantasm to be <laughs> like you had, like you had in Ninth Edition. So you had, you know, like uh, Transhuman was one CP for five man, two CP for ten man. Yeah, I'd like them to bring that back on a few stratagems. So you've yep. got a ten man brick, but it's two CP to Phantasm. It. Yeah, four CP done... for a five man, eight CP for a ten man. So. <laughs> at three, at three, yeah. Get out of I here. think they should. I think they should, have done, they should have done that one for Overwatch, in my opinion, and the Titan models. But I'm not playing Knight yeah. at the moment, so I'm okay with that. Instead yeah. of saying Titan, do not Titanic model, they don't shoot Overwatch mm. at all because, of course, it's 600 point model mm. and one CP Overwatch is a bit silly. But when if it, they yeah. pay three CP or two CP, I don't know something like that would be yeah. a little bit more fair. I think, it, yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's right. a nice level of nuance. It would, it's all again, right. we can live with that. We They're trying to keep them. that simplified, not simple um, yeah. thing yeah, that's the going. Intent. Although they seem to have dropped that as a rhetoric that they use now. Um, but yeah, a few more nuances like that would be nice. Um, so in terms of the codex, whenever it's announced or appears, um, what would be your sort of wish list if you could choose five other detachments? Because we imagine based on what has sort of come to pass, the current one will exist in some form in the Codex. What would be other detachments that you would hope to see in terms of abilities, uh, feel, or whatever? Yeah, five is too much for my brain. But if you look at the one ones that we had... <laughs> yeah, I mean, the one we have is the old Order of Marvelated Detachment. It's the, yeah. like, you kill me and get punished one. A very similar... Mm -hmm special rule even to what we had for Marta Lady. Then there was yeah. the Bloody Rose, I punch you harder one. I'd love an mm. I punch you harder one. I know it was the Bane of Ninth. I don't care. I want my combat units to be... Oh my god, could you imagine Arcoflagellants with AP1? Oof. Could you imagine? Oh, oh don't do this oh. to me, mate. Come here, don't come do here, Terminator babies. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, in, yeah. Like, I want to punch you hard one. I mm. really want a tanky one, like the one that was Valor's Heart in Ninth Edition. I like. I think Sisters would be so fun if they were even tankier than like three up 
cheap, inexpensive three-up models are now. I think that would be so cool to play. And that Valishar is my favorite order in 9th edition. So I'd love to see something good there. So and then I would love to would... see a tank one. I'd love to see one that makes mm. tanks better. Like Advanced Vision or like yeah. something, you know? Mm. Because conceptually, yeah. the, 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 the detachment or whatever the order in 9th, they were quite thematic and really good. Arch yeah. and Shroud, yeah. Advance and Shoot, the, the Blood yeah. Heroes, exactly what you listed now. So thematically, they did work well. They, yeah. They, yeah. they were really, really nice. I mean, but yeah, I, I get what you mean. Mm. Yeah, a tank one would yeah. be quite cool, to be honest. Yeah. So Valorous Heart, would you imagine it would be something themed around probably like minus one to wound outside of 12 or that sort of like to give them that? feeling of tanky or would it be an inbuilt plus one save how would you think would be best fit for that thematicness of more tough uh, sorry I'm, I'm going to answer for mitch <laughs> go for it go for it i think he's not he's not more the nitty-gritty of the, hmm. the, the plus one or whatever it's more the feeling yeah, they, it makes you feel that it's more resilient their order mm. compared to another one, and yeah. if, and they will make it different enough from a bloody rose, which is a melee focus, yeah. you know, and then different one from a martyr lady, which you always been, you you kill me, I get better, you know, and, and the, as long as they maintain that sort of standard to make it feel mm. uh, lower thematic. Mm. That that's the beauty of it. That's mm. the success of it. So, mm. and then they're gonna be a better one, a, a weaker one, yeah. you know, a stronger, weaker. But that's part of the game. You can't mm. balance all forty k at all. I I would love to see AP reduction. I think is my favorite version of it, only because yeah. power armor is so freaking cool. And when mm. you're wearing power armor, you should feel like you shrug off bullets. And like yeah. actually taking three up saves against like he heavy weapons. You know, like Valor's Heart used to be able to take two up saves against AP2 weapons in cover in ninth edition. <laughs> yeah. Like standing there and just shrugging bullets is just really fun. And I would love to see that be the mechanic. Like make power mm. armor feel yeah. like power armor. Um, so basically yeah. like the equivalent of like void armor, armor contempt on them. I take that. Yeah. Oh. And nice and fair. do my two up saves on my sacrosins. Give me those two together. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean <laughs> that could just be a that could quite happily they could write that into just that detachment as well. Sacrosins yeah. get plus one. Uh, get plus one to uh, save whatever gives it so it's not a cover save equivalent or whatever so, yeah that'd be easy to do um so nice. that would be quite cool um and i right. think yeah i think my main hope for any faction that i own for their codex is that i can choose a detachment and each one will feel fun like not it's not oh, i'm going to take this one to everything because it's broken and i'm just gonna yeah, exactly. win with it yeah exactly um like you know the the space marine codex seems to be doing quite well at that that it's not everything's not the same one so that i'm hoping admech being the next one that's what happens for them and whenever sisters are announced because they're not on the roadmap yet are they no. no no we're gonna be on index um, land for a while yeah that's all right <laughs> It's fine. Um, it's we had right. like four codexes in the last two editions. Like no complaints. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly that. I said, yeah. I I feel I, if it's God and World Eaters are the last codexes of the edition, I'm going to feel very sorry <laughs> for. Them. Uh, Get stuffed, guard. <laughs> yeah, I don't like guard either. Um, they're my least favorite faction, personally. Oh, I don't mind. Um, oh, 
It's Dart have all the top. problems of Tau, which is like, haha, I shoot you, and either that works or it doesn't. <laughs> the only advantage is they are like, you know, men and women facing the horrors of the universe instead of like we- weeby mm-hmm. fish people. But apart <laughs> yeah. from that fact, they're the same basic yeah, problems the same. Yeah. mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> um, my my biggest my biggest one is it's just the number of buffs they can stack on indirect. Yeah, it's like I hit you on twos at AP three. Why? What? I'm sorry, but yeah. the, the 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 Eldar tech, the Custode tech, the Leagues of Votan tech that is literally leagues above you fails to hit as well as you do out of what? Yeah. <laughs> when yours is Com- like probably is still from the 1950s. Um, the commanders do miracles, so that's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why when, when, when oh, you saw their shit um, themselves, mm. that's so, that's why it works. <laughs> I assume you've seen the Warhammer Champions, what Championship FAQ? Yes, yes, cool. Because that makes the next part easier. So one of the changes they've like put on there, uh, which the UKTC has just gone, it's in now, done. We're accepting this as an FAQ as golden. Um, one of the changes is that you can re like CP reroll or use a reroll and then substitute a miracle dice. Um, do you feel that's a healthy change? Are you happy with that change? Is it an improvement or is it one that you wish they hadn't done? I wish they hadn't done it because elves exist. <laughs> like the if, el- yeah. if elves didn't exist, yeah. I would appreciate it. But like anything that helps elves is is bad it's like for me to nerf elves it's fine yeah it for me it's the most bizarre thing when they're like yeah elder are doing well do you know what they need they need they need help like i did not understand that change at all um for that thing i I would rather you not be able to substitute on the reroll because it's it it also makes it like it makes me have to think harder for marginal benefit (laughs) and what they also did which i hate is you don't keep the miracle dice on the reroll so if you use a mm. six for a charge, you need to roll a nine, and then you miss, you roll like a two for your other dice, and you re-roll. Yep. That FAQ requires you to re-roll both dice. Both. In the eighth yep. and ninth edition books, they explicitly said you keep the dice in the re-roll, mm. and then they like left it unsaid for a while, and then FAQ'd it the other way. Like I'd much rather them put that back in the way it was and not nice make the rolls all weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I personally did not like the change given the fate dice aspect because it's it's not yeah. it's not a leg up that Eldar needed if they were in the 30s fair enough but they're not um so yeah i didn't personally didn't understand like i understood it for sisters because probably when they wrote that sisters were not at the 50 percent point yeah but I, like, why they included Eldar? Nice whether it's the consistent link and flip any dice to a six on the reroll uh, is just really irritating to me. Yeah. Like, why? Like, why give them this? Uh, yeah, na- mm. okay, I hit you four times, cool. I naturally rolled one six. Oh, you've got four wounds? I re- oh, look, I accidentally got another six. Like, yeah, that feels yeah. really even more abusive than it already is, um, and that was not necessary. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't I, think, I think it my, was good. <laughs> my overarching commentary is I think the FAQ is good in that it largely mm. rules rules of written in a, in a number of ways. Yep. Um, but I think it also highlighted that the rules of written are pretty crappy in a few places. My favorite example mm-hmm. is Big Guns, where they ruled that yep. you cannot Overwatch with a tank because mm-hmm. Overwatch doesn't happen in the shooting phase. And the Big Guns rule yep. says in the shooting phase, you can shoot out of combat. Mm-hmm. Like, 
actually what they should have done is just take out the in the shooting phase part of big gun so that the way tanks shoot is consistent all of the time. Yep. So they correctly used raw, but it highlighted mm. raw is dumb for a lot of these yep. rules. Yep. Um, and it, it's the writers yeah, making the game true. too complicated. It did also stop yeah. Hellblasters blowing themselves up and shooting you in combat with a pistol, um, which was yeah. always annoying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I died. I'll um, try again. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'll overcharge because why not? Um, it's yeah. I the the combat one with Overwatch is weird. Um, like, do you think a tank could cope with it? Um, but yeah, I think generally. I used to judge they... LGT. I was like, can I oh. uh, Overwatch this unit falling back from my Paragons because I wanted to kill mm. it? And Paragons Overwatch hard because they get full rerolls to hit. Yeah. And I and I was like, I don't know if you can. And my opponent was like, why not? I'm like, well, because of this thing. He's like, okay, fine, <laughs> ask a judge. And I went to the judge. <laughs> It's like a like the judges this year were Team Poland players. Like they were phenomenal yeah, yeah, world class players. players. And mm. and the judge looked at me was like, Why not? Go roll your Overwatch. Stop being so weird. And then, <laughs> you know, it turned out I was right to ask all along. Yeah. Yeah. I mean basically because people overread English is is why. Yeah. Um it is it, most of those things. And I think the problem is is you get people that read things with logic and it goes, Well, yes, that should work. But again, that it's that very dangerous assumption is that I read the rule this way, and then generally, you know, you turn up to an event, particularly you get to the top tables, and you know, there is a consensus, but you hit the mid tables, and you do hit that point where, well, at my club, we've been playing it this way. <laughs> um, and it's yeah. like, that's fair enough, because yes, you could read it that way, and that, you know, is like, I would love them to do a video rule book. Yeah, sounds like it's a lot of effort, and they will never do it. But just so they can go through all those interactions and go, oh no, yeah, no, this happens here. This is why, no, because um, that would probably help, particularly your mid table and lower players, um, just for that understanding interactions without the need for a twenty something page rules commentary. Um, I said it earlier in the show that UK mid-table players generally play more professionally, like more like with a competitive mindset. Yeah. One thing I've observed, this has really only happened in the past 18 months, but it's been really positive for the game, is that because of the explosion of content online and Discord mm -hmm. communities, mm -hmm. a lot of these open holes are known. So a lot yeah. of times you'll roll it to the table, be like, oh, how do we resolve this? You're like, uh, and you'll say, like, oh yeah, Let's go check with the TO. And I'll ask the TO, I'll be like, so, you know, so we're doing the Miracle Dice reroll yeah, yeah. thing. Like, does it work or not? And they'll be like, oh, it works. And I'll go back. But like, the unknowns are known. So we can yeah, clear yeah. them much easier. And we don't spend mm. forever arguing over the money issue of the rules because we did it online and couldn't figure it out. So we just go ask the TO now, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. 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 Which, yeah, again, that's a nice thing that's the healthy side of there being the internet with 40k which yeah. again obviously internet and 40k sometimes is synonymous with bad but that sort of no, thing no but it's more etiquette is etiquette mm. a word etiquette, in english yeah, yeah. 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 they're yeah. more play by intent things mm. like that yeah. it's much more common now because yeah. it's been a sort of uh crusade online of yeah. play by intent and mm. you know things like that so overall the experience tends to be quite positive rule wise yeah. Yeah, no, sort of. It's been yeah. I've I've loved every 
either event I've run or been to for 10th. It's mm. been great. Um, so with that, uh, we are going to bring the episode to a close. Uh, first of all, we'd like to thank Mitch uh, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, it's been great talking about sisters and sort of bringing it up, keeping yeah. it around. <laughs> Um, he's going to go on about this. For, he's going to go on with this for weeks, Mitch. He's just going to keep going on about how great he was. I'm going on go. for three more years of content. I don't know what you're talking about. Weeks is amateur hour. Um, yeah, he's he's not that committed. You see, unfortunately, you know, he dabbles in nights and does other things. Um, well, yeah, I've done it once. Come on, yeah, I've done it for one month in the last three years. Come on, yeah. I mean, that's like a quarter of ten. Um, that's, yeah, but that's the problem with faction specialists. As soon as we, or special, you know, or someone that plays just one faction, as soon as you touch another faction, oh, see, oh, oh, look at you playing another faction. Oh, fuck off. It's one month after three years. Come on. Really easy to upset him, Mitch. It's great. Um, but uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having I'm you. I'm Italian Mitch. at the end of the day, mate. <laughs> That's what we do. Yeah. Um, absolute pleasure having you. Is there any sort of general shout outs or sort of mentions you want to give before we close out? Yeah, I, guys, this was a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. I had a really good time. Uh, the one plug I'd say, and, and you probably figured this out by now, if you were like, boy, two hours of talking about sisters surely isn't enough time for me. Uh, <laughs> there is a place for you of the tainted mind. Uh the fellow crazies uh, help run the show called Sistrack 40K. You can't just search for Sistrack. You get Whoopi Goldberg content. So Sistrack 40K. Uh, <laughs> we're 52 episodes deep talking only about this one faction, and we're going strong. So come check us out uh, and you know, hear more about the Emperor's Finest. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, thank you for joining us. And, um, again, if you wish to like and subscribe you know all those things follow whatever it is that the sort of platform you listen to it on that would be great helps people to find it lets us know that people listen to it um if you wish to contact us team hivemind tactics at gmail.com um or contact team hivemind at uh, yeah contact team hivemind at quick, quickly, mate. team hivemind.net that's it. What? 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 You wanted to say too quickly. You got. You I got. I got my brain went, went out the window. Um, also, also come see us on Team Hive My Facebook, uh, Discord. Um, also come and see us at our events. Nineteenth November, we've got a twenty-eight person RTT currently, so that's going to be good fun. Um, I will be being the TO, and I'm going to try and beat my twenty-five thousand step record I got last time. Uh, oh, well done. Around the room too much. Well um, and I'll again, be playing also, night. I'd be playing night. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll release your sister's list tomorrow so everyone can counter it. Uh, oh, 30 okay, flagellants, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm, playing was... the, I'm playing the same list of LGT pretty much. So, because I can't, it, work, it worked fine. I couldn't I be asked no to change it. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Also, uh, teamhivemind.net, our website. Matt, uh, one of the other guys, is writing about Dark Angels who's equally obsessed about Dark Angels. Um, he's doing uh, his sort of like weekly update about how they've done. So feel free to talk, uh, look that up. It's called Arbiter's Gaze, his blog about that. Um, and also, if you wish to find out about Sisters Act podcast, uh, there will be a link included in the episode description. Thank you for listening yeah. and good night or goodbye. See ya. Yeah.